Welcome to Star Wars Age of Rebellion. This is an RPG Storytime presentation of a campaign played over several years utilizing all three Star Wars role-playing books by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a grand campaign where everything you hear was decided by players in an epic-scale role-playing and strategy game, then turned into this production that tells the story one chapter at a time with occasional explanations of game mechanics. The episodes are shorter than most gaming podcasts because each session is summarized in the form of a story much like an audiobook. It begins with a small band of agents played by a few role players. As the rebel cell grows, more players are brought in to take on the roles of other operatives heading out on other missions and taking part in various battles. Every choice affects the direction of the story, both for the characters on the mission and for the overall story arc. And the ultimate fate of the Juvex and Senex sectors is up to them. The proton torpedo on Yalto's back was burdensome, even for him. It didn't help that they would be vaporized if he was to drop it. So the journey he and Roach were taking through the old drainage system was taking a long time. Roach was up ahead, following the holographic map Yalto had scanned off the schematics in the Historical Society. Hurry up, Yali, Roach said. We want to get in there before Master Dintra leaves. I think keeping this torpedo from exploding is a bit more of a priority, kid, Yalto said. Right. So, you think Dentra has turned to the dark side? I don't know what to think, kid. I just intend to see the mission through. And rescue Master Dentra. If he can be saved, we'll try it. I'll bet they worked their dark side magic on him. Dentra would never turn on us like that. People will disappoint you, kid. Yalto said. Roach didn't respond. He focused on getting them through the tunnels and up into the inner shell of the wall. It wasn't much further, and he found the ladder to take them up. Once through, Roach flashed his light around to get a good look. He marveled at the old walls of the civilization that once lived here. He had expected the old walls to be crumbling stone, but they were actually made of crystal. He muttered to himself, wondering why the Empire or the houses or whoever had built the outer walls had used their structures rather than just reinforcing these. He figured that these were probably still useful anyway, even though they weren't seen from the street. Yalto finished pushing the torpedo through the drainage hole and Roach held it in place while Yalto climbed through himself, then put the torpedo onto his back again. Roach had already spotted the shield generator. It was right where the map said it would be, not far away. The only problem Roach found once he got close was that the torpedo needed to go off halfway up to have the desired effect. Yalto looked at him in disbelief. It's a proton torpedo, he said. It should blow everything up, even at the base. Yeah, but the base is entirely solid. The further up we go, the more the shield is being generated. We need the power of the explosion to be right where this is happening, so that it decimates the entire shield. Whatever, kid. Yalto said, panting. Lead the way. They got to the base of the shield generator. Roach searched for handholds to begin climbing, but Yalto interrupted him. Here, grab onto me, kid. Roach didn't understand, but he let Yalto grab him. And then Yalto's jetpack ignited and they flew up. Oh yeah, I forgot you had that, Roach said. They got about 20 feet up before Roach said it should be good. He found a good handhold and climbed on. He then placed the magnetic grips they had taken from the ship and clamped them to the sides. Then together, they carefully attached the torpedo to the magnetic grips. Holding munitions in place so they didn't explode when the ship shook was literally the purpose of these devices, so they held the torpedo in place perfectly. Roach then reached into his backpack and pulled out some explosives. 
He gently placed them onto the torpedo, Yalto nagging him about being careful as he did. He had a timer that he had rigged up which should work, but he had kept a bit of a secret. Yali, he said, I didn't want to freak out the others, but there is a slight chance that I flip this switch and it immediately explodes. So just hold her steady and get ready to fly. Yalto's eyes grew wide, but it was too late. Roach had everything set and he flipped the switch. His squinting eyes as he did so showed that he wasn't lying. When he noticed they weren't dead, he jumped onto Yalto and shouted, Go, 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 go! Yalto shut off the engine and let them fall. Then he re-engaged it close to the ground. He shot them toward the drainage hole. It was larger than human manholes, and it looked to him like it should fit them both. He took a chance with it, and it paid off. The two of them shot through and continued on. Yalto did not let up. He kept flying at breakneck speed down the drainage corridors, shifting one way, then the other. Soon, Roach said they're probably safe, and Yalto slowed the speed. Then, boom! The explosion was nearly deafening. Yalto heard a rumbling coming at them. That could not be good. He held tight to Roach, and they raced away again. Where's the nearest exit? Yalto shouted. Roach held forward the 3D map and zoomed in on their location. An exit was coming up, so he shouted for him to go out that way. These exits did have manhole covers, and Yalto didn't bother opening. He just rammed through with his helmet and got clear of the explosion. Once outside, he flew through the streets. The public was not noticing them. Not most people, at least. They were staring at the massive explosion that was taking down one of the pylons that kept up the shield. Roach got to peek at some of his handiwork, which made him smile. But Yalto placed his full concentration on getting them back to the ship where the others were waiting. Dubly already had the Freebird powering up, and Reggie had the Y-Wing ready. As soon as the hatch was closed, they took off. They needed to get close to the building before the shield was repaired. Imperial engineers were already at the point of the explosion when the two vessels roared overhead. They raced to the 15th floor balcony. There, Reggie fired a proton torpedo that blasted a hole out of the wall. They knew it would not destroy the building because it had the crystalline alien structure underneath, but it made a large enough hole that Dubly could fly the Freebird partway inside. There, he found a small army of stormtroopers, some of whom had been killed in the blast, waiting for them. He blasted those he could with the cannon, and others pulled back further into the room. Yalto jumped out the hatch and spread the room with covering fire. Roach jumped out next and hurried forward, taking cover and throwing a grenade which took out one of the lines of troopers. Ailer followed them and made her way forward, ducking behind cover to get closer. She spotted two people bearing light whips near the back. She was tempted to pull out the one she had grabbed, but was afraid she might hit her friends with her untrained hands. The remaining stormtroopers got cover and continued to fire while one of the servitors backed away through the door. Yalto opened up on the stormtroopers, blasting away their cover and them. Roach fired at the remaining servitor, and she twirled around, spinning the whip around her body as it soaked up the shots from the blaster, which made the light whip grow with more intensity. She then whipped it toward Elor, and a shot came out, flying past the force wielder. What the hell? Elor exclaimed, jumping behind some cover. Yalto fired again, and the servitor spun the whip around as she backed out of the room, soaking in more of the shots. The room was now empty of living beings other than the three rebels. We gotta find Master Dentra, Roach said. We need to find Rixar, Elor said determinedly, already heading for the door. We need a plan, Yalto said. Enemy fighters are inbound, Doubly told them. Reggie and I will cover you. Don't be long. Elor, wait, Yalto shouted. You heard the man, she responded, but she froze just shy of the door. She felt a presence, a dark presence, something calling to her, as if mocking. She felt it upstairs.
Elor pushed open the door and went through. It might be a trap, Yalto shouted, but the words were caught in his throat. Roach chased after her, watching all around to see if anyone would flank them. They found themselves in a corridor with several hallways that branched off. A spiral stairway wound upward ahead of them. Elor spotted feet hurrying up them. The servitor with the whip. Elor chased after. Outside, Doubly and Reggie had engaged with a pair of TIE strikers and a pair of fighters. Doubly took the former. Reggie took the latter. Neither were very maneuverable, but they had turrets, so they fired as they passed. Doubly took out one, then the two of them led the fighters away from the building, into the canyon of streets between other buildings. Elor followed the figure up the stairs and around a couple bends. Yalto tried to call her back, but nothing worked. Roach, too, begged her to let him catch up, but she was possessed with a desire for vengeance, and she pulled far ahead of both her friends. At last, she arrived on the rooftop. She rounded a corner to find Rixar standing before a shuttle. Behind him was Master Dentra, and a woman holding the light whip. Halfway between them were his two servitors, both with whips. Flanking them was a squad of bulked-up stormtroopers on each side, all of them with their weapons leveled on Elor. Well done, my apprentice, Rixar called out to her. I am not your apprentice, she shouted back to him. Oh, how little you understand the Force. Elor looked past him at her friend. Master Dentra, now is the time. You must strike him down. Rixar began to laugh heartily. Did you just call him Master? As in Master Jedi? Oh, that's beautiful. You really had them fooled, didn't you? He was now looking at Dentra. Aelor was looking at Dentra too, though more confused. Dentra's head was hung low, ashamed. Rixar turned back to Aelor. He is no Jedi. He's not even sensitive to the Force. He's just like me, unfairly left out of the private club of the privileged few. But not anymore. I can give him your talents. Would you like to donate them? Aelor's eyes darted between Dentra and Rixar trying to sense a lie, but not detecting one. Dubly was weaving along a street. The fighter had gotten a couple hits on his shield. He made a turn, nicking a building, but he slowed enough to get a good aim on his pursuer, and he shot it down, the debris raining down on the traffic below. He heard Reggie bleeping for help. Though it had the more maneuverable ship, it was not as skilled a pilot as Dubly was. I'm on my way, Reggie, Dubly shouted, but he didn't know where it was. Then he felt a vibration from the crystal on his neck. He led it into his mind, and it gave him a sense of a certain direction. He turned that way and flew down a street. There was nothing ahead of him. But then he looked to the side to spot the fighters for brief moments between blocks. The Y-Wing was smoking. It wouldn't last much longer. Doubly turned the turret toward them and again felt the energy from the crystal. It helped them fire and the shot hit its mark. Reggie must have already damaged it because it exploded on impact. Doubly turned down a street to go at it, but just as he did, Reggie fired his ion turret again and it took out the striker's electronics, causing it to fall to the ground and crash on the road. Nice shooter, Reggie, Doubly said. Now let's go see how the others are doing. Aylor stepped forward. Her two challengers stood before her. The super troopers were prepared to open fire. A slight, cocky smile crossed her lips. She felt the dark energies around them and she told the two servitors, Only one of you will leave here alive. The servitors laughed and readied their whips. Aylor took in the dark energies around them, using them as she said to the one on her left, Because she is your enemy. 
The one on her right chuckled, but was surprised to find the red whip of her friend swinging around on her. Rixar smiled broadly. Good, he said. The super troopers got their aim, but just before they fired, Yalto and Roach rounded the two sides of the small stairwell structure. Yalto's repeating rifle mowed down half the super troopers on one side, and Roach's two grenades leveled half of those on the other side. The survivors pulled back and returned fire on the two newcomers. Aylor focused on her target and charged at him, shouting a sound straight from the gut. He whipped at her and she effortlessly dodged it, leaping into the air and bringing her saber down on him. Just before her blade beam hit his face, it was intercepted by a short red saber. They pressed against each other, neither getting the advantage. Then she pulled back. He whipped at her again and she ducked the blade, then swung at him with hers and he parried then parried again, then swung at her again and she parried, and he tried to get his whip in, but she stayed too close and she swung at him, but he parried the blow just in front of his face. The blades squealed as they each tried to press them into one another. This was, in fact, a perfectly matched fight. They each rolled exactly the same results, and they each even got triumphs. Roach and Yalto each spread out, exchanging fire on their respective groups of troopers. Though large targets, they were well dug in, and neither rebel wanted to expose himself. In the middle, the duel went on. Dublin and Reggie, meanwhile, were on their way back, but they were distracted by the fact that the Thai reinforcements weren't coming after them, nor were they heading to Rixar to defend him. They were going to landing pads at the base of the building, in the training grounds between it and the walls. Rixar was laughing hysterically in Elor's face. The player used a destiny point to gain the advantage and pressed the blade forward, searing Rixar's face. He was still laughing, a haunting cackle that sounded like the spirit of the Sith Temple. Poor girl, you still don't understand. I'm the distraction. Eller pulled away. Beside her, she saw shuttles launching off with fighter escorts sweeping in to help them. Your servitors, she said, gasping. And you can be their queen, he said. Fear, anger. Hate. Revenge. You have taken all the steps toward the dark side and reached into its energy. You need only join me to fulfill your true destiny. Rixar's saber and whip were both off now. He was defenseless. Elor tightened her grip on her saber. She jumped at him, all of her energy ready to strike him down. Then the woman who was next to Dentra pushed forward her hand. A wave of force energy hit Elor, and she tumbled backward, falling hard on the metal roof. Rixar was still laughing. Elor raised her head to see him entering the ship. She saw Master Dentra standing behind him. He was looking down on Elor with pity. He moved his lips to form the words, Don't follow. Just as he did, the airlock closed between them, and the ship took off, joining the dozen other shuttles on their way out of the atmosphere. The surviving supertroopers turned their attention toward Elor out in the open. Roach tried to call to her, but he was too late. Just then, the Freebird and the Y-Wing swooped in, blasting away the remainder of the enemy troopers and part of the roof while they were at it. Doubly brought the Freebird in close and opened the entry ramp. It took a few moments for everyone to climb in as they were exhausted, but they made it. We need to follow those ships, Aylor shouted. No das sundown, Doubly said. We have to destroy those shuttles. There's an entire squadron on our tail, and they have escorts up ahead. We have to destroy Rixar's ship. She shouted. We can't do that. Master Dentra's on there. Yalto started to say, but he was interrupted by Elor. Dentra's a fraud. A silence broke through the cockpit. Everyone had suspected that something was off about his claims to be a Jedi, but no one wanted to believe it, least of all Yalto. 
He had believed in rebuilding the Republic, and he hoped to see it restored with the Jedi Order protecting it, as it had in days past. But she had just said what he knew deep in his heart, and it demolished all his hopes. That can't be, Roach said, trying to convince himself. He tried to bring up examples of when they had seen him use the Force, but there were only moments when he had claimed to be using it. They had never actually seen it in action. Game note time. The player had built a character with a diplomat template, but he had kept it hidden from all other players, saying that he was playing a Jedi. He claimed to be using the Force and rolled a Force die with some of his skills, but it never counted. He just claimed that things were happening because of his Force powers, taking credit for random roles or the actions of others. He even took a lot of points in lore, giving Dentra the ability to know everything about the Jedi so he could more accurately pretend to be one. As Yalto and Roach slowly came to accepting the truth, Dubly was still maneuvering away from the Imperials. I'm sorry, Sundown, but our shields are down and we are never going to get through this before we are destroyed. I'm breaking off. Elor did not protest. She looked out at the shuttle Rixar and Dentra were on, watching helplessly as it flew out of reach. Other fighters chased after them. Dubly and Reggie fired a wide barrage at them, causing the ships to scatter. Okay, Reggie, we don't have much time before they converge on us. Are you ready? Reggie acknowledged that it was. Hyperspace jumps were always dangerous before one got out of the atmosphere, but they would not survive the number of fighters that were heading toward them. So Dubly and the droid counted down and launched away into the night sky. This has been an RPG Storytime presentation of Age of Rebellion. Join us next week to hear what happens next. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!